This is the Sex Mancers Podcast. For white guy. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, I got one for you today. This one was actually inspired by something I saw on Twitter. And yes, sometimes I go through and take a look on Twitter and look out for things that people are talking about, about how bad or how poor their sex life is. And you can really start telling about where people are in their sex life by the things that they post, or more specifically, the things that they complain about. And it's just as it's telling about their own sex life, it's really telling about what type of person they themselves are. All right. So let's take a look at this. I mean, the the tweet goes, it's not that men can't make women orgasm or that they don't know how. It's that they literally don't care. They only see sex as something done to a woman's body and uh, regard her body as an object. Now, first of all, if that is the case that she is experiencing in her sex life, then she's a piss poor, you know, judge of character and doesn't know how to pick a man. You know, secondly, you know, it really kind of, you know, depends a little bit here because men and how they view sex, you know, is different from a one night stand to a long term relationship. Now, Let's take a look here at her statement and let's analyze it for a moment. And then I'll go through and talk to you about how men really think. Okay. So this whole, it's not that men can't make women orgasms or that they don't know how. Well, technically that it has some truth to it. The problem is every woman's different. Every woman and what triggers their orgasm is different. You know, some women can only get off uh, during oral sex through clitoral stimulation. Others can have an orgasm through vaginal stimulation uh, on the G-spot. You know, and others, you know, for some reason can only orgasm during anal sex. And, you know, so there's a little bit of play there over what triggers a woman's orgasm. And there are some women who actually just can't orgasm. I mean, there have been a lot of studies on this, and there are a lot of women who just, you know, can't orgasm or at least can't orgasm vaginally. Right. So, you know, you got to explain that. And, you know, with every woman being different, it's kind of hard for a guy to figure out what triggers your orgasm the very first time, right? Especially if you're not a very orgasmic person. There's also the issue of masturbation, right? If you use a lot of vibrators and you get used to your orgasms uh, being triggered by, you know, the vibrations, then it's harder for a guy to get you to orgasm. In addition to the different ways in which you orgasm, whether it has to be clitoral, vaginal, or for the rare few of you, uh, anally, there's also the position, right? Some women need to be in a certain position in order to hit their spot just right. You know, some women can just be flat on their back and, you know, be able to, you know, enjoy it that way. Some women 
need uh, to have their legs up in the air, you know, uh, pushed together, spread apart, one leg up, one leg down. It's basically like uh, if you notice the old uh, style TVs when they used to have the rabbit ears, the antennas, and you see the people working them, you know, trying to figure out which way gets the right signal. Well, that's how it is uh, with you women out there. I'm not sure if you realize this. You know, and if you haven't realized this, actually take some time to pay attention to the way your guy is moving you around in order to trigger your orgasm. And here's another little quirk, right? What triggers your orgasm sometimes doesn't trigger it other times, you know? And so the guy is constantly having to move you around and try and figure out, okay, what's going to trigger it this time? And partly, you know, what triggers it changes with your cycle, right? And of course, a guy, you know, during a one night stand isn't going to know when, where you are in your cycle, you know? And so do you need it, you know, kind of slow and romantic at first to get you warmed up? Do you need oral first to get you warmed up? Do you need it, you know, rough and fast, you know, hard and thrusting? You know, where do you need your legs to be? What position? You know, if you uh, can't orgasm, you know, in missionary style, sometimes you need to be on top in order to have your orgasm or you need to be in doggy style or, you know, go through the Kama Sutra to figure out what it is. No two women are exactly the same, you know, and no two women, you know, you know, get or, you know, get triggered for their orgasm the same. And so when you're going through saying, oh, the guy just doesn't care because he doesn't know how, well, yes and no. The guy knows how. Guy knows what triggers the orgasm for women. They just don't know what triggers it for you on the one-night stand. Plus, have you taken the time to actually tell your guy? You know, even if you've been with the same guy for, you know, some time, you know, and, you know, you go through it, have you actually shown him? how you like to be touched, you know, lightly, you know, um, with more uh, friction and force, you know, how, you know, and part of that is you're going to have to let him watch you masturbate and play with yourself. You know, you're going to have to let him, you know, take some time, you know, before sex, you know, to get on the bed, lie there naked, you know, and play with yourself in front of him. Let him watch you so he knows how you like it. Because here's some of the things uh, that I had found out. You know, um, you know, in watching, you know, girls play with themselves in order to let them, you know, show me how they wanted to be touched. Direction even, you know, matters. So even if, you know, it's a situation where you need clitoral stimulation in order to have an orgasm. How does that stimulation go? For some, you know, it's side to side. Others, up and down. For others, it's diagonal, you know, kind of a, you know, combination of back and forth, up and down at the same time. Others, you know, circular. I mean, you don't even, you know, being, uh, you need different ways of having your clit, you know, played with in order to trigger that orgasm. You know, I'm not sure if you've realized how complicated that is. Now, if you're a lesbian, you know, or you're bisexual, you would also understand that, you know, a woman's orgasm is not a one-size-fits-all situation. 
you know, it takes, you know, time to figure it out. You know, now this whole men don't care part, you know, is that men literally don't care. Okay. So that is actually kind of a dependent situation here. And this is where I'm going to get to you uh, in the guy's mind, the guy's psychology, because guys do care. You know, guys really do care about you having an orgasm. If, right, now this is the if statement. If you're in a relationship or it's going to be more than a one night stand, right? So that, that is the if part. Because if it's a one night stand, it doesn't, you know, he's going through his mind and going, well, you know, it's a one night stand. I'm never going to see you again. This is a one-time thing. Hit it, quit it. You know, um, whether I give you amazing sex or I'm just selfish, it doesn't matter because I'm never going to see you again, right? And so in that situation, yeah, the guy's probably not really going to care, you know? And then you got to start thinking about, you know, the situation a little bit. Now, maybe in high school, the guy will still care because, you know, he has a reputation to protect. And if all of the girls are going around saying that, you know, you suck in bed, you're not going to be able to even get a one night stand. So in high school, guys, you know, do care. They just haven't figured it out yet. You know, um, no guy, you know, knows right off the bat from the very first time how to pleasure a woman to an orgasm. It's kind of, um, you know, trial and error situation. You know, yes, guys, you know, they have the mindset that they should know. They're supposed to know. Everyone thinks that the guy knows what they're doing, you know, and it takes a guy actually some time and, you know, uh, you know, and maybe even a few women to figure it out. You know, just like with you women, the first time you have sex, you don't really know what you're doing. All you know is that you're supposed to take off your cl clothes and lay down. That's all you know about, you know, sex when you're losing your V card. Right. Well, a guy, you know, his first time having sex, all he knows is he's supposed to get stake it naked and stick it in. And of course, he needs to figure out where the hole is to stick it in. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe you show him on his first time or, you know, if you're experienced and he's not, you know, you get on top and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, guys on a one night stand where, you know, they have no expectations of ever seeing you again, sure, they're likely to be selfish. They're likely to just go, hey, this is all about my pleasure. I don't give a shit. But the flip side of that is the guy in the relationship. You know, whether it's a friends with benefits, dating, engaged, and especially married, right? Guys really do care about you having an orgasm. Because here's how guys think, ladies. Guys think this. If I give her orgasms, the more orgasms I give her and the more she enjoys sex, the more she's going to want to have sex and the more I get to have sex. That's literally how guys think in a relationship. You know, when it comes to sex. Now, of course, they love you. They want to, you know, do things other than sex with you. Okay, you know, that's all given. But when it comes to sex and sexual pleasure, you know, when it's an ongoing 
situation where you're going to be having repeat sex, right? His mindset is the more orgasms I give her, the more she's going to want to have sex and the more I get to have sex. That's the guy's mindset. So it doesn't make sense for, you know, this tweet, you know, going off and saying, well, the guys just literally don't care. Yes, they do care because they want you to want to have more sex. I mean, if you never, you know, get sexual pleasure, you never have an orgasm, you're always left hanging, bored, and you never get anything out of it, you're not likely to want to have, you know, a whole lot of sex. You're probably just going to be the person who only does it once a month, maybe only twice a month, and he's going to be left suffering, and you're only giving it to him once a month, so he stops bugging you about it, right? So, you know, you got to think about this. What motivation would guys have to be selfish every time in a long-term relationship? It's counterproductive. Okay. Now, you know, this last part, the on, they only see sex as something done to a woman's body and regard her body as an object. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure she's, uh, you know, I, not picking the right people. She's not, you know, having sex, you know, in a committed relationship. I can pretty much assume that she's just doing a one night stand and she's not being very choosy about it. And, you know, with the way uh, her tweet goes, I can probably make some inferences, you know, politically, you know, feminist, you know, maybe a man hater, uh, me too person, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, of course, guys, you know, uh, stare at a woman's body and is aroused and thinks about all the things he would like to do to her. It's the way guys are wired, you know. Oh, since the dawn of time and you're just figuring out that a man finds a woman's body attractive? Now, as far as sex goes, here's another thing. Something done to a woman's body. That is not how guys think, okay? Uh, I got a news flash for you. You're, the two statements, you know, in this uh, tweet, you know, that guys are selfish and don't care about a woman's uh, having an orgasm and sex is something done to a woman's body. That doesn't exactly line up because if a guy really didn't care about your orgasm, what he would be trying to do is make it so that he can lie down, you get on top and you ride him and then he just gets off whenever he needs to without any regards to you, you know, done to a woman's body, you know, it's no, 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 no. You know, maybe with a woman's body, yes. You know, now you're going, what's the difference? The difference is, you know, how should I put this? Guys do not get very excited about dead wood. All right, that's part of the difference. All right, so let me provide you another thing here. If you're just lying there near lifeless, you know, you're just lying on your back, letting him do all the work, you're not giving any feedback, you know, you're not, you know, um, you know, not doing anything verbally, you're not moving your body, you're not doing anything, you're basically lying there like a corpse, right? And that is actually not very attractive, you know, and it makes it hard to stay aroused and everything. The guy wants you to interact with him. So it's kind of hard to say 
that sex is viewed as something done to a woman's body when if you're just lying there like dead wood, the guy's probably, you know, going to lose interest pretty quickly. And that may also be, you know, part of that whole, you know, men are selfish and yada, yada, yada. Well, if you're finding yourself, you know, whether it's with the same guy or it's with, you know, hookup culture, that time and time and time again, the guy is selfish. He doesn't concern himself with getting you off. I mean, it starts off great, but then he just kind of, eh, and then, you know, get selfish, get off and leave. It might be because he's getting bored, right? It might be because... You know, you're just lying there, not providing any feedback, and he feels like he's having sex with a corpse, right? So when it goes through like that, that may be part of the selfishness. But if you're going off and you're interacting with him, you know, you're taking uh, control at times, you know, being very passionate with him, you know, you're giving him the blowjobs, you're, you know, getting on top, you're riding him, you know, uh, reverse cowgirl, doggy style, you're moving around, getting into all types of positions, and you're being very, you know, interactive. Well, then, of course, he's still going to be more motivated to want to make sure that you have pleasure, you have fun. You know, when you're just lying there like a dead corpse, it just, the guy's just looking at you like, you selfish bitch. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, that's the way it goes. I mean, now, that doesn't mean every single time, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's like you're tired. You know, you don't really have a whole lot of motivation. And you're only saying yes, you know, for his benefit. Because, you know, you're really tired. And you're not even sure whether or not you could get off anyways, you know. Uh, you know, for whatever reason. That's fine. I mean, we're not talking about every single time here. But especially if your very first time with the person, you're just lying there silently and motionless. He's thinking, you selfish bitch. You know, I have to do all the work while you just get to lay back and enjoy. Hell no. I'm just going to finish this up and leave. That's kind of the mindset there. You know, now, if you're in a long term relationship and you're constantly, you know, just lying there like dead wood you know, every single time and you never get interactive, you're going to leave him kind of sexually frustrated. You know, he's not going to be, you know, fully satisfied. And that could start, you know, you seeing him pulling away and, you know, maybe starting to, you know, seek out other people. Right. I mean, that, that could be the case there. Right. So, you know, we take a look at her and it's like, You know, as we go through and we take a look at this tweet, I'm starting to, you know, wonder with the way it's written, you know, whether or not, you know, the issue is the guy or the issue is her, her mentality, her approach, her, you know, uh, decisions and choices and what type of signals and vibes she's giving off. But in all honesty, you know, to wrap up uh, this segment, and then I'll talk about, you know, another thing here, is that, yes, in summary, guys thinking is more orgasms equals more sex. All right. So I'll take a small little break and thank our sponsor, and I'll be right back. Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit more here on this whole idea that she comes first. 
Because I want to dispute that as an every time situation. Because there are some times when it should just be about him. I mean, think about that. Most times during sex, what has happened? The guy's on top. He's doing most of the work, right? He's the one, you know, on top doing all the thrusting. He's, you know, moving your legs all around or, you know, he's in the doggy style still doing all the thrusting. He's having to go at it hard. And, you know, let's face it, you know, if there's a lot of friction there, you know, it's can be pretty hard for him to be able to last long enough to get some of you off, especially if you don't engage in the foreplay, right? If you don't like foreplay, you don't like having a guy eating you out or, you know, whatever, it it can take a while. I mean, there are studies that, you know, show that there is a big difference in, you know, in the time frame it takes for a guy to get off and how much longer it takes for a woman to get off. You know, and so he's doing so much work. It would be nice if every so often it was just about him, right? It would be nice if every so often you let him know, you know, uh, before you start having sex or even a little bit beforehand, maybe give him an hour's heads up so he can think about it. You know, if you want to be the type of person that's always asking, so what do you want? You know, what do you want me to do or whatever? Now, let me just give it to you here. You know, don't ask. Just go for it. Just think about whatever you want to do and just tell him what you're going to do. Don't ask him if, you know, you know, don't ask him, you know, what do you want to do? You know, and then anticipating he's going to say a blowjob already get, you know, in position, ready to give him a blowjob, waiting for him to say it. Just tell him, no, I'm going to give you a blowjob. And then start sucking his cock, right? I mean, it's really that simple. You know, it, it's, you know, let, but if you're going to ask him what he wants, then give him some time to think about it before you start having sex, right? And then, you know, when you're in the room, just have at it, you know? Just go ahead and t- ask him, you know, what he wants. You know, maybe you do like a master-slave type of thing, and you just tell him, tell me what to do, master, you know, tell me what to do, master, you know, and then that could be the case. Or you can just say, shut up and enjoy, right? That's another thing that you can do. Just say, shut up and enjoy and just go to town. You know, whether you want to give him a blowjob, whether you just want to let him lie down and you get on top and ride him, you know, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, you know, um, you know, whatever. And even if he's the type that, you know, does want to be on top, just tell him, have fun. Don't worry about me. Let it be about him every so often. Let it just be about, you know, him getting the pleasure that he needs. You know, no stress, no worrying about you. Now, I'm not saying every time. I'm just saying every so often, like two out of ten times. Let it just be about him. Right. And the other eight times it is about you, I guess, you know, that's kind of uh, the breakdown. But, you know, the other eight times is to encourage you to want to have more sex, you know, so it, it shouldn't always be about, you know, you coming first. It should sometimes just be about you pleasuring him. And like I said, two out of 10 times, that's not that much. You know, it really isn't. You know, and, you know, now I guess, 
if you're only having sex once a month, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a long stretch in between. But, you know, if you're going at it, you know, twice a week, you're thinking one out of, you know, uh, one out of five times. And also that you go two weeks, it's about you. One day it's about him. Then you go two weeks about you. One night it's about him. You know, let him actually be able to sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Now, there's another issue I want to say here, you know, and I, this is where I kind of want to, you know, give a shout out to how great my wife is. All right. So, and this doesn't have to do uh, with sex, though. You know, but this goes to show, you know, that women, you need to learn to take care of your husbands because men are really bad at taking care of themselves. They really are. You know, they don't think about certain things. They don't think to check certain things. You know, there are things that, you know, women have grown up, you know, being taught. I guess, you know, we can talk about society and how we raise with gender roles, yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's get past all that crap. And let's just go into the fact that men and women are wired differently. You know, men are good at taking care of the family but suck at taking care of themselves. They can go through and think of a whole bunch of things to protect the family, but then they don't even think to check for risk. So recently, you know, and this is just kind of a small thing, but it just goes to show is, you know, even the small things matter, you know? So recently, you know, I was in a situation where I ran out of contact solution, right? I wear contacts and so I was just wondering what to do. I was getting ready to go to the store and then boom, I had an idea. I think I know where I have more contact solution. I usually keep one uh, in my suitcase for the couple of times of year, a uh, couple of times a year uh, that I, you know, take the kids away for the weekend and go to grandma's house, you know, and let my wife get some peace and quiet, you know, so I checked the bag and sure enough, contact solution was there. So I went ahead, poured it, you know, in and took my contacts out and went to sleep that night. When I came home the next day, what had happened? My wife comes up to me and she goes, here. And what she handed me, you know, some contact solution that she got, you know, from the store. I'm like, well, I already found some last night. You know, you could have waited until, you know, the next time you would have normally gone to the store. And she's like, no, no, no. No, I couldn't because, you know, what uh, occurred to her the following morning. Now, she was just too tired to really think about it uh, before we went to bed. But she's like, you know, you said you found that in your suitcase. Chances are that's been there a while, you know. And so she checked on it. And sure enough, you know, it had an expiration date. The expiration date was 2009. <laughs> Okay, so this uh, solution, you know, was 10 years old, you know, and, or at least it expired 10 years ago, right? And she was telling me about, you know, the dangers of using that, that it might not be, you know, usable anymore. It could probably damage my eyes. It could think, you know, it could, you know, cause, you know, a lot of problems, Right. Now, this isn't something I would have ever thought to check because, you know, she doesn't wear contacts. She never has. I've been wearing contacts since I was 16. That is 
uh, let's see here. That's around 20 years now. Wow. That's, uh, that's, wow. Where does the time go? Yeah, okay, okay, but anyways, anyways. You know, but even then, I never thought to check to see if it expired. You know, and so this is one of the things about taking care of your husband. You know, it's not just about, you know, the, you know, the negative views of, oh, you got to be the one to cook, clean, and take care of the kids. No, sometimes it's about protecting him from himself. And sometimes it's about protecting him from his own lack of knowledge, uh, his own lack of, you know, thinking about stuff like that. You know, now sometimes you got to protect him from himself because he thinks he's handier with tools than he really is. You know, I mean, let, let, let's face it, you know, guys, you know, they, they, they don't like to admit their limitations. They don't like to admit when they can't do something, you know, and so you got to kind of protect them from themselves just a little bit there, you know, help them you know, to recognize that he doesn't need to try and figure everything out. He doesn't need to try and be the one to operate every tool, you know. He doesn't need to be Tim the Tool Man Taylor here. You know, you don't need those kind of hospital bills, you know. And you need to, you know, kind of nudge him into remembering that he has a family that he needs to take care of himself for. You know, those type of things. Now, yes, you know, you could also talk about, you know, making sure he's on a good diet, he gets good exercise, yada, yada, yada. I mean, those are some of the ways to take care of him. But you got to take care of him emotionally. Now, I'm not saying men are emotionally fragile, not that type of situation, but you got to help, you know, him to know when he just needs to shut everything off, put everything away and just sit in front of the TV and relax, or just relax on a walk with you. Something, because men are very focused on taking care of the family. Men are very focused on providing for the family and completing task after task after task until he accomplishes that goal. And so when I'm talking about taking care of his mental health, I'm talking about, you know, at times when he's overworking himself, you know? Now we could talk about situations where it's, you know, workaholism versus, you know, maybe you're struggling financially and he's trying to push himself harder and harder to help uh, dig you guys out of the financial hole that you are in. You know, but every so often when he starts getting to the point where he's obviously overworked, he's overstressed and all of that, you need to go through and help him to, you know, put things away. You know, tell him that he needs to take a break you know, and just relax, you know, go for a walk with him, give him a back massage, you know, give him a shoulder massage, you know, or you know what, at times when he's overstressed, that would be a great time to take him into the bedroom and tell him to just relax and enjoy while you go ahead and you take care of business for him. You know, that could be your two out of 10 times, you know, making sure that he's able to relax that way, you know, and just kind of take care of him. Now, if this was a podcast giving advice to men, then I would also be giving him the same advice. 
you know, whereby, you know, he needs to go through and make sure that he's taking care of you, that he recognizes when you're overstressed and you need a break and just give you a back massage, go for a walk, just cuddle together. And if you need, you know, an orgasm because you're sexually frustrated, make sure he gives you that orgasm, right? Now, that can be pretty hard when you're stressed. Uh, women, when they're stressed, can have a hard time getting off. Uh, that has been something that, you know, I have noticed, you know, over the years is that, you know, for women, they need to already be relaxed and in the mood in order to have an orgasm. Being stressed out and angry and then trying to have sex, ooh, I've made that mistake a few times. You know, first of all, just the mere thought of sex, you know, makes them even more angry. And then just being too tense during sex to ever just relax and enjoy it. And it just adds to the stress. Right? But yes, he should take care of you, you know, as well. But you got to make sure that you take care of him. You know, because if you don't, you know, pay attention and step in when you need to, He's going to engage in some pretty self-destructive behaviors, but those self-destructive behaviors are going to be, you know, well-intentioned. You know, you ever hear that old saying that the road to hell uh, is paved with the good intentions of others? You know, he will work himself, you know, to death, you know, stress himself out, eat shitty and have a heart attack early if you're, you know, not taking care of him just because he wants to go off and try and, you know, provide for you by constantly working and, you know, trying to increase income, you know, a lot. You know, the more you're financially struggling, the more this is true, but there's also ambition, you know, drive and all of that. Some people are just natural workaholics and they'll work themselves to death and they can convince themselves it's for a good cause. You know, they're providing for a family. They're building up a legacy for their children yada, yada, yada. It's up to you to balance that out to be able to go through and tell him he needs to relax before he gives himself a heart attack. And he may resist at first. You know, he may be going, oh, just give me a few more minutes, right? And you're just going to need to learn when to stand your ground and say, no, you need to stop now. Now, you also need to you know, understand what he's working on and what the deadline is and whether that break would cause him to miss the deadline. Like, for instance, you know, it's 8 o'clock at night and it's due at, you know, 8 in the morning. Probably not a good time. But, you know, if it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon, a 10-minute break probably won't, you know, be that bad. But, you know, but at the same time, if it's not due for like another week, yeah, you know, going for like an hour-long walk would probably do him a lot of good, all right? So you got to be willing to, you know, step in, take care of him mentally, and also protect him from himself, you know, from not recognizing his own limitations or from the stuff that he doesn't even think to check before he starts doing. All right, that's it uh, for this episode. I do thank you so much uh, for your time and attention. You can check out the links in the show note descriptions for ways that uh, you can follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go to the website, you know, check out the merchandise store, you know, t-shirts, 
uh, hoodies, hats, mugs, you know, the iconic I Swallow coffee mug. Uh, you can check out the book on Amazon, or you can uh, contribute and donate directly to help, you know, continue to improve the quality and frequency of the show so that you get the advice that you are looking for. Now, one last thing before we go for today, I want to take a few moments here to give a shout out to some of you who have favorited this as your podcast, right? You have marked this as a favorite podcast of yours. Okay, so McKenna, McKenna, if you are listening to this episode and made it this far, I'd like to thank you for favoriting this podcast. Uh, I'd also like to thank Tiffany. Tiffany, now I'm only using first names here because, you know, I don't want to, you know, ex expose anybody who doesn't want their full name exposed. But Tiffany, thank you so much uh, for marking this as a favorite podcast of yours. Uh, let's see here. That looks like a brand account. Uh, okay. I'd also like to thank um, Moandra. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Thank you for listing, the, listing this as uh, one of your favorite podcasts. Um, Anton. Anton, thank you. Uh, Gemma, thank you. Uh, Brandon, wow, you know, there are more guys listening to this podcast. Uh, that's supposed to be advice for women than I would have thought. Okay. Um, Wilder. Um, oh, looks like uh, you're a talk show. Okay. So I'm just going through here and I'm reading things off. Okay. M&H or M-H. You know, thank you for favoriting this as a, as a podcast. Okay. Oh, boy. Please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. Simbarshi. You know, thank you for marking this as a favorite podcast. Terry, thank you for marking this as a favorite podcast. Kathy, thank you. Sarah, thank you. Uh, Chili, I hope that's how that's pronounced. Uh, thank you. Uh, Nicole, thank you. And uh, so many more here. I probably should have, you know, been doing this uh, all along, thanking all of you who have marked this as a favorite podcast of yours. And I just want to point out here that, you know, if you have a question that you want me to answer for you, you know, and such, uh, you can go to the sexmancers.com website and uh, you would be able to go through, uh, click on, you know, contact, you know, and, um, you know, go down to, you know, ask a question, fill out the form. Let me know whether or not you want me to use your name on air or if you want to, you can make yourself anonymous. You know, that's fine. You know, ask your question and I will give you my honest, unfiltered advice. Also, if you want to share a success story about how you've implemented the advice that you have gotten on this show and the results that you have gotten, go ahead and go to the sexmancers.com website and click on share your story under the contact me, uh, you know, and I will go ahead and share your story on this podcast. All right. Thank you so much uh, for your time and your attention. And I'll be back again soon. You and me, baby. Nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Do it again now. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Get in the morning now.